Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tuscan Lairs, waffling on about insane crap, which is gonna add no value to your lives. In a nutshell, what we do is we travel the globe to locations with very hot women, typically where there's an event going on like Rio Carnival or Flow Festival or Exit Fest or Day of the Dead, where there's lots of hot people, lots of beautiful people in the sun in a cool location. And we teach men to go and interact with them, attract with them, seduce them and date them and that's what we do professionally and have done for the last five or six years this is the podcast today we're going to be talking about what to do when you actually arrive in a new venue so the last podcast you'll have heard would have been about uh, pre-planning a trip and where to go to avoid ending up with your knob in your hand on a greek island getting chased around by chavs and not getting laid not pulling a muscle down your own body weight in sloppy booze from behind the bar how to avoid doing that, and how to go to a place, at least place yourself in a place where you can look at hot women out the window, even if you don't actually do anything about it. Which is the reason to get coaching with us, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Get in touch, info at jamesuss.com. But today we're gonna to be assuming that you found that location in question and what to do to really maximize your time when you arrive. So For you sure. don't end up with your, your dick in your hand, crying sadly, looking out the window, going, oh, I used to approach girls. I used to be able to get laid back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. But before that, without any further ado, at the moment we're sitting in Playa de Carmen, beautiful Mexican beach resort. We're sipping, I'm sipping a cold black Americano. I've been waffling on so much that my coffee's gone cold, but we're sitting in a cafe. There's a bit of background noise and we're looking out onto the main road here, which is called Fifth Avenue, where all the bars and kind of restaurants are. And we're just kind of doing a bit of lazy game just seeing if women are going to come past. And if they do, we're going to take our chance and pounce on them. Um, but yeah, I mean, any any kind of, what, what, what's, what's been your experience of Mexico so far? Yeah, you know, I, I quite like it. The first day we landed in Mexico City, we were wandering around like absolute chumps and we wandered into a convenience store, cleverly without our mask on. And the cops followed suit, demanded us that they, they see us outside, patted us down while saying drugs, drugs, drugs. and eventually took us for for $80 which you know we were a little bit pissed off at the time but at the same time we learned our lesson don't fuck with the cops in Mexico um, never ever give them a reason to find you for that reason you know we took it in our stride and, and it's been really good ever since you know like you say we're in Playa now the weather's fucking amazing I remember sitting on a beach bar yesterday as the sun went down met some cool people had a beer loads of really attractive waitresses listening to the sea a guy playing a guitar who is obviously going to get all the puss which just left me standing there by myself and then interesting there's a guy so of, we don't we don't spout out what we do to people randomly but interesting there's a guy who's kind of, kind of one age classic kind of quite loud american guys yeah likes to initiate conversation started talking loads about women which clearly indicates to us he's not pulling a muscle for sure um but it was interesting because when you actually went to approach that it really excited him the idea of that uh, and yeah. they kept kept asking me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, he's just you know interacting with a girl," which for us is normal. Yeah. But for most guys, they're like, "What?" Well, you don't you don't realize how much of a like a different reality that is because we went out when you'd left. We went out together after that, and there were two girls, and I said, "Oh, just give me a second And he just le was left there standing, and he was like, "Yo, wait, you what? You gonna go and talk to her?" Um, went to go talk to her. To be fair, he tried, and he came in and he spoke. But I mean, clearly he did his had, best to torpedo his, the conversation. Oh, it was yeah. terrible. You know, when girls look at each other and they're like, please just leave type thing. Really that bad? Yeah, look, it wasn't great. But I mean, you know what, fuck hats off to him for trying. Most guys wouldn't. They would have just stood there 
with that blank stare. So then again, he was 38 and he had train track braces, so I think he's decided by the time to remember all that stuff as well. He yeah. just needs to visit himself a good dentist. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so what else have we done? We, we downed our own body weight in Moscow so far, and that results in a pretty fucking stinking hangover and more plans for world domination, which I always like to do when I'm hungover, pretending I'm going to conquer the world. And then do absolutely nothing absolutely while nothing. sharing brownies until 11 in the 11 at night. I also went, I went native as well with the, uh, the, the, the health eating went out the window. I went and bought one of those fucking ice cream cookie things. Mate, I saw, was that an ice, those Oreo ice cream things? No, it was from oh. the shop we went into yesterday with oh, the ice no, cream. It's didn't. two fat cookies and then in the middle it's vanilla ice cream. Oh. And you put this caramel sauce on it. It was literally... Was it good at least though? It was one of the top five things I've ever eaten. <laughs> it's just like it a was, proper mouth it orgasm. It was so good. It was like chocolate, eating chocolate went on ecstasy, and basically. Is that nice to do? I've yeah, never done that. that is very good. Okay. Or when you're really high, getting a crepe filled with bananas oh, and chocolate. Oh, when you're like stoned or whatever. That is the, probably one of the nicest things I've ever tasted. Yeah, the old munchies. I remember yeah. being in Amsterdam, smoking my own body weight and hash, and they had these. <laughs> I think I did like 10 McDonald's burgers. In oh, God. And you feel like shit afterwards. Yeah, but I at mean, the time, it feels I, absolutely amazing. I felt like a hibernating pregnant walrus, and I missed my flight by 12 hours. I think I literally went into a food coma and couldn't wake up. And I rolled up to the airport a day late. They're like, sir, your flight was yesterday. And I was like, what? <laughs> Genuinely surprised. And they were like, they found it so funny, old EasyJet. They stuck me on a new one for free, which is good of them. <laughs> Just because you made them laugh for the day. We digress. We're talking shite as usual. We're talking about when you arrive in a new location. So first thing to do, stock up your Airbnb. This is basic, but it's true. Or, you know, if you're staying in a hotel, make sure you stock it up with some booze because obviously mini bar prices tend to be a fucking ripoff but assuming you do what most people do and book an airbnb uh go to the supermarket buy some food but also buy some booze you know buy stuff for the supermarket from the supermarket for your place just get it kids out it's an obvious thing to do but it's necessary i remember one time um talking to a student and he hadn't bought he didn't drink much but he did drink sometimes and he he, he hadn't bought any booze he just forgotten and he got this hot russian girl back and he said, oh, let's go back to mine and have a glass of wine. I've got a bottle of red wine to oh, drink. God. What and he have? went back and like, he didn't have it. He just didn't have alcohol. So he goes, do you mind just drinking tap water? And oh. she's like, no, fuck this, and just left. Because I mean, it's just a- walked straight out the door. It's a chump thing to do, but it's just something to, to bear in mind. I think it's super key. Like, yeah, actually, for sure. I think as well, you know, set yourself up for success. Plan to actually pull. You know, a lot of the time when we don't plan to pull, the opportunity arises and then, then you don't have anything set up. Your place is a fucking mess. You haven't got any music, you haven't got any booze, and you're left with your dick in your hand, subscribing to Pornhub in a different country, which is probably the lowest of the low. We've all been there. We've all done it. Don't remind me of the dark days. The dark days. Yeah. So stock up your Airbnb, step one. Step two, sign up to the gym. Not going to go about on about the benefits of being in shape, but it's key to sign up to the gym. Yeah. You're going to be eating shit food when you're on tour. It always happens, you know. Any of these kind of good intentions about eating, you know, 80% of the time trying to eat well, 20%, you can say the ratios are going to be more like 50-50. Despite your best intentions, you're going to be out, you're going to be downing shots, you're going to be partying. It's just how it is, really. Especially when you're in a holiday place like Plata Carmen. Ah, uh, the food here is so fucking good, honestly. The tacos, the enchiladas, the salads are probably more unhealthy than fucking KFC burgers in the UK just because they're dripping with cheese and salad dressing but it's, it's absolutely amazing food sign up it's to really gym good. cheaper routine even if you can slug in there and there's no air conditioning um <laughs> it's it's super key isn't it just to, just a fucking just get into the routine of going to the gym but also yeah. just 
have some healthy food in your place. Yeah, for sure. And just, you know, like we say, we're not food Nazis either, but when you're going about your day and, you know, you've, you've been downing tequila shots and eating kilograms of tacos, go for the occasional salad just to keep that healthy mindset um, so that you don't become a complete fucking elephant and roll out of the destination after five days as well. Yeah. Okay. And then the big one, right, for a lot of guys, start approaching straight away. Yeah. As soon as we got off the plane, when we landed in Mexico City, even though it had been an 11-hour flight and we were fucking exhausted and we smelled bad and blah, 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 we were looking for opportunities. Wait, you smelled bad? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not like a fucking dying elephant in a watering hole. Um, yeah. We, we, we got the ball rolling, or we at least attempted to. We saw, we, we saw like one hour access that I like the look of, and we saw a couple of girls on the flight that you like the look of. Yeah. And admittedly, we hunt around kind of like horny, horny schoolboys around the conveyor doing, belt of luggage. Doing, doing absolutely nothing. Not finding them and not approaching, but the yeah. intent was there straight away. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we went and did the, the standard thing, well, which we just preached not to do, which is go straight to a, an American-style wings place. Order the Order fattiest wings. wings we could possibly get with blue cheese dressing and start down in tequila. Down to tequila shots, which is. But it's my rule of thumb is like when I go to a new place, I always like to have like a shot of the local alcohol just to get the ball rolling. Yeah, for sure. And obviously in Mexico, tequila and mezcal are king. And the oh. shot glasses are fucking Fuck me. huge. It's about it's me. about two shots. Two I think it is. Shots. It's two. Sixty mil. It's two big shots. It's two me. two large doubles. Holy shit! Let's check that. It's got. He's got fish. There's a guy just rolling past. He looks homeless, but he's also got a spear gun. So he's like me asking for me. But his spear gun actually gets useless. He looks like me after. He's sell me the fish. He looks like, to be honest, this is the most uh, action we're going to get. Is Go that to that fish market. Or is my data right? Um, Okay, so start approaching as soon as you as soon as you get to the place. Obviously, actually, you know the airport is actually a place you can approach. You know. Yeah, you often find people that are going to the location that you're going to, and then you end up meeting them. So it's a very good method. And also, just girls in duty free, which you pass through when you arrive in the new city, if you're staying in that place, they're going to be living and working in the city because they're working in the fucking airport. So if there's a cute one, just fucking go for it. Yeah, You've got nothing sure. to lose. And then when you arrive and actually you've, you've dropped your stuff off. Most guys, I'd say, if they're coming out for a standard trip, we recommend arrive on a Wednesday, take that day to chill out, get everything together, like your Airbnb and stuff like that, and, and get your logistics sorted. And then smash it, start approaching massively on the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, really top load with loads of approaches. But you get the ball rolling from the second you fucking land, you build yeah. that momentum. We're both guilty of it as well. Sometimes just just kind of like taking, taking it too easy. Yeah, and you get into this, you realize you've got no leads on your phone you're like what the fuck am i actually doing i need to get out and do something about this so just knowing that you're feeling you're going to feel, feel a bit anxious and, and you've just got to say fuck your feelings and just sure. fucking approach know that that's the right course of action sure know that thursday friday saturday without fail tend to be the busiest days in every country and if you can top load and do loads of approaches then it means you can start going on dates monday tuesday wednesday the following week yeah for sure something i like to do as well it, it helps a little bit um, but it is a little bit nuanced, so take it with a grain of salt. Go and sit at one of the really, really popular bars if you're in a place by yourself, have a beer, and just start conversations with everyone that comes up to you. Start being sociable. Start being sociable. You don't want to fall, in, why I say it's nuanced, is that you don't want to fall into the trap of that guy who sits at the bar, you speak to three or four guys, and then you talk about women. That's not what I'm saying, but if you're battling to get social in a place and you're 
there by yourself. Go to a place that is, you know, have to be social. And that's a good way to start it off. It makes you feel comfortable in the place as well. Uh, Realizing like you say, that just go and approach. As well. like in a yeah, holiday place sure. like this, we have this stupid assumption walking around, like you look into a bar and you just assume everyone knows each other. In the yeah, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's absolute Most nonsense. people travel alone or with max one other person. So they're all in the same boat. Everyone has the same fucking social hangups, the same anxieties, the same blah, blah, blah. Fucking... Every, everyone's sitting in, in the bar, even the, if they're with their mate, thinking, fuck, I want to meet some cool people. Yeah, I want to have fun course. with someone. Women are thinking, guys are thinking, yeah. you can be those cool people. Yeah. You can be those sex, socially extroverted guys. It's brilliant because you go to a new location, you can reinvent yourself. That's so even true. Even if you're a fucking loser. Like, I, so I had it true. at Nottingham Uni going now. I knew guys who went to my previous school. Um, that were losers at school and then I saw them in Nottingham for like five months and they reinvented themselves yeah. I was like hold on because there was no social pressure yeah. expecting who they well, are meant no, to no be no one knows who the fuck they are I was yeah. like hold on I used to call and I went up to him and I was like oh mate Krustanovsky how you doing I used to call him Krustanovsky because he used to have this uh, crusty skin in his face that he used oh, to flake God. up onto like maths textbooks I was like oh Krustanovsky how you doing <laughs> and his mates were like standing around and going who's Krustanovsky and I was like this guy and he was like oh no that's Richard it's like, no, 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 he's Krasinovsky. Oh, he, he managed to successfully reinvent himself. Yeah. And he had this protected group, and they were like, fuck off, man. Who yeah, are you? Yeah, for sure. Um, even though I tried to bring him down a horrible kind of dark triad manner. And he just, and he was, he grew to the point where he was quite popular now, and it just bounced off like water off a duck's back. Yeah, but the, thing. the brilliant thing by going to a new place is you, no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. You're here, we're here for another 19 days, right? And we can be whoever we fucking want to be here. You know what? That's so true, isn't it? And so you wake up and you can just decide, right, today I'm going to be that fucking extroverted guy, and I'm yeah. not going to be that fucking guy that sits in my own shell yeah. doing fucking nothing getting it's, bored and getting in my head I'm going to be the extroverted banter guy yeah. that's going to attract people in because I'm putting out a certain type of energy man you can literally walk to a bar and you know it's so easy for us to sort of place these uh, perceptions of who we are and we think that everyone else thinks that of you they don't know you from a bar of soap you, you can literally sure. walk in and be like hey man to the guy behind the bar you can start talking to everyone and to everyone else they're going to be like oh shit, this guy's a fucking boss and they're going to start treating you like a boss. You're going to start gaining those positive reference experiences and then it's actually just going to back up that really, really positive alpha mindset, belief system that you really fucking want to develop and that's why we really, really advocate traveling. Travel, 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 travel and fucking put yourself in challenging social situations. And even if you fuck up, you can just reinvent yourself by moving to another <laughs> You just move 20 meters down the beach where no one knows you. Yeah, exactly. it's a great thing to bear in mind is you can constantly reinvent yourself. And actually the state of humanity in life, we're in a constant flux. We're never the same. You're not the same guy as you were five years ago. You're, no, you're not, not going to be all. the same guy today as you are in five years. So always be thinking, right, how, how do I actually want to be living this? For most people, you could do with being more sociable, more extroverted, having more fun. For sure, yeah, for because sure. Because most guys don't do that. It's all like in your own head, all serious and blah, blah, blah. I've, I've done so many of those type of holidays where I have this like, almost think you have to be this cool type of image guy. And I go and I just spend a time in a location. I fucking have a suck, a time that sucks. Yeah. I've also gone into place and just be like, you know what, today I'm going to be Mr. Fucking Social. And I have a fucking amazing time. I remember yeah. going to Singapore a few years ago, about six years ago, and the guy I was staying with had to work alone, so he wasn't able to go out with me. So I basically had to just force myself out and go on nice out in Singapore on my own. It forced you to be social, forced putting that pressure some, on yourself. Honestly, I look back and some of the best nights I've ever had in my life were when I was on my fucking own. And I you had, have to meet people. I had to just go and be sociable when I was yeah. meeting guys, meeting girls. And you realize again, when you're on a night out in a bar, no one knows each other, so yeah. they're all in the same position. Uh, we, we just have this assumption that you go to a foreign country and everyone's kind of in cahoots. It's fucking bullshit, yeah. man.
Yeah, for sure. Have you got any kind of experiences with that working in your favor or against um, you or no, any student tales? Massively, uh, just a personal anecdote. When I was at school, you know, everyone knew each other from school from like the age of probably like early, early teens mm. up until the age of about nearly 20. So, you know, they, they basically place this expectation on you of who you're supposed to be up until the age of 20. And they treat you like this, which forces you to be the same person. But as soon as I went to university, it was just a complete free fall. And that was probably where I experienced uh, the biggest amount of growth in personality. And you can seriously, seriously supercharge that experience for yourself when you go to a place on holiday. And But just really, really take this into account. Push yourself. No one knows you. And you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. Run down the streets naked. No, don't do that, actually. You did that outside the Sarajevo White House. Shh, don't tell them that. That's, I've still got that video footage. If you want that video, contact us, info. I'm Such a good video. Yeah. No, um, but just push yourselves when you go on holiday. Push yourself. Reinvent yourself. Do whatever sure. you fucking want. So what is the next thing, basically, um, when you go on holiday? Find date spots. That's a big one. Like, find logistics next to your house. You should not be relying on the fact you're going to bang a girl down an alleyway. You're not that good. You're not a super player. You're not fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Most women, you're going to take them out for a drink and then you've just got to get to know them a bit and then take them back to your house. The process of doing that is so much easier if you have good logistics, you found a good bar near your Airbnb or near yeah. your hotel. We've all been there where we've had fantastic days. I know I have when I was learning this stuff and I was like, oh, this is game on. Like She was genuinely probably wet when she was with me. She was really liking it. Lo and behold, I'm an hour away. Getting the yeah. Uber, halfway through she's falling asleep and she's like, oh, I'm not really feeling this, I'm going to go yeah, home. Yeah, for sure. And it's just a fucking nightmare. And I've had dates where actually it's been not a bit of so a car great. crash, not so smooth, there's a bit of friction between us, we're not actually that compatible. But just because we get, get drunk and we both get horny, it's game on because I can live 30 seconds away. Someone said something once, which, yeah, I'm keen to get your opinion on it, but he said, you know, if you're a guy with really, really sick game and you've got shit logistics, you compare yourself to a guy with average game who's got amazing logistics the guy with the average game is probably going to get laid more than you yeah i'd um, agree with that i remember one one particular circumstance i was with sambo i think you were actually filming the date for a bit in, in Kraken, i was there. i was there with you guys and yeah. there was a in the old town there's a cocktail bar called claw and we had the best logistics i've ever had it was like this house above a room the cocktail above bar. the you were literally about three meters from your house and it was a which, sick it doesn't get better it was than a that. sick cocktail bar and it was actually a sick apartment and yeah it was like a double day. The girls didn't know each other, but they kind of got comfortable because they both were Polish. Uh, we're kind of having like all sitting on the same table, but having separate days, but occasionally group banter. And my yeah. one was like being a bit coy. She was hot. She wasn't, you know, giving me super massive receptive signals or anything like that. But she seemed like openish to it. And I was like, do you want to go and grab another drink? Thinking she's going to be like, no. And I was and like, she just went along with it. She went, oh, okay, like kind of non-committally. And I was like. And I literally went, paid the bill, um, and I literally led her and straight to the front door up. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're here. And I, I can just tell, and she came in and, and she gave, you know, she was a bit kind of like uh, hesitant at the beginning, but we, we she, she lined up and she she decided she was actually pretty into me and it was game on. But yeah. had it been a 15, 20 minute walk. That would never have happened. No, it was, it, I hadn't created not. enough value on the date. Maybe there was just, we weren't that compatible as people. Not. And it just wasn't game on. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so moral of the story is find a good, um, find good date locations, right? So I would rather, I would err on the side of even if the bar is not perfect, but it's close to your house, stick with that. Stick Go with, with that. that. 
stick with that. Um, I've had dates in fucking burger places, like literally a shitty like equivalent of Polish McDonald's, and I've had a dr- they serve beer, and I've sat next to on the same booth, and it's just been game on. And yeah, it was a shit location. I made a joke out of it, being like, "Hey, this is the only thing I can find for you." I treat, that probably worked in your favor. Yeah, though. I treat very high value women with very high value, but I took the piss out of me myself, the situation, and then her a bit. But she loved it. She found it endearing. And you know what? It was technically a bollocks location. It was bright light, which is yeah. super unsexy. You can see every crack and wrinkle in someone's thing, oh. every spot on their face, every imperfection. And it was loud, and it had like shabby people in it, and it was on the face of it, technically a disaster. But because it was next to my house, I kissed her in there. I was like, let's get out of here. This place sucked. I used it to my yeah. advantage, going, this place sucks. Let's go into mine where we can have some peace of quiet. It was game on. What's well, the whole thing of making the most out of the situation? For example, this place sucks. Let's go and find a new place. Or for example, the current, like, like if you're in London and the bars close at 10, most people will be like, oh, I can't go on a date with a girl. Fuck that. You can go on a date with a girl at 9 p.m. and then go, oh, shit, the bar's closing. I need to go home. This is a new mindset that we've been, in, uh, or we've been trying to employ the last few days, which is, view everything positively that happens the to jocko you. willing good mindset google it on youtube but but for, but for basic stuff just relate back to that. exactly what les is saying like okay bar shuts at 10 great means i can go straight back to mine or bars are completely shut great means i can invite her straight to my place and skip the whole tape process yeah or, oh we've got to wear masks great you can work on your subcommunication, your eye contact your smizing you know so always try and flip something there's a lockdown great i can go to mexico yeah but it's, it's crazy how good that mindset is i'd really encourage you guys to watch this two minute video just type in jocko willing good rewatch it i'd say even watch it once a day until you fucking ingrained it but so often in life we we complain and we bitch and what the fuck is the point turn it to your advantage yeah 100 well, percent. when you when you use that mindset your your brain actually becomes really resourceful because then you look definitely, for things definitely. you're like Oh, it's shit weather today. And as opposed to going, oh, fuck, I can't really game go. Fuck, that's amazing. Where can I meet to go? Oh, shit, there's a shopping center. Boom. And now you're actually going to get some results. But anyways, why, we yeah. veered off topic. Why would I, why would I, you know, to, well, yeah, I, I can pretend to approach the Les down the street or I can go into like an ice cream parlor and get a massive one of those sandwich cookie ice creams and just send him videos of me stuffing it in my face and being really productive, as I did yesterday. <laughs> Which was hilarious because we were like, oh, we're going to get on a health kick eating a decently healthy uh, I do think, meal and I then do I get a video from Tusk at 11 uh, at night. It's something we can go into detail with my routine of, of controlled explosions and, and releasing because you've, you've had to, we've talked we've had a few conversations about this in recent times about you our know, world like, domination conversations. No no just being like do you feel guilty when you have one of those oh, okay. nights where completely unplanned you just fucking go to town you visit an adult visit uh, the adult candy store you get absolutely hammered even though you were like wanting to like just crack on and be productive sure it's almost like you know your dark side rebelling against yourself yeah so you we'll, want to self uh what's the word self-destruct yeah. we'll talk about this in in another podcast if guys are interested please comment below if you'd like to see it it's something i've always struggled with is self-destruction i find that often yeah this is my body pushing against myself i'll be like right i'm on health kick now and the next thing I know, i'm just snorting some sort of substance or downing an ice cream or you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, controlling yeah, sure. the demon inside i think both of us and i think a lot of people that are listening to this as well we've got this dark dog inside yeah. that we um sort of suppress 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 and then it just fucking breaks the leash and it goes full full mental but if it's done in a controlled way when it's planned in and then you don't is, feel guilty yeah which is yeah. what i'm gonna do for my birthday i believe it is the 12th today so the next real blow i'm gonna have is gonna be the, my birthday on the 20th about eight days time we'll have a few drinks on the weekend but nothing too crazy but yeah i mean that's planned in that i'm gonna go wild then so i'm happy with that um next one on the thing so we talked about top loading approaches you should be aiming to a minimum of 10 approaches thursday friday saturday 
Sunday, if you're arriving in your location, minimum of 40. Get that ball rolling, generate yeah, sure. that momentum. And that's not hard to do if you're doing it situationally as well. No, it's not hard at all. It just requires some discipline. Yeah. Um, and yeah, be aware of your mental state. That's a massive thing. Like I used to beat myself up. I get to a new location and be anxiously hiding in my apartment, being like, what's wrong with me? Just remember that your body is built to sit in a comfort zone. Mm. And when you push yourself out of that comfort zone, when it's a new atmosphere, new food, new water, new uh, people, new language, new weather, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, the the counterintuitive thing is you feel fucking good because you feel alive. Uh, But just be aware that you're not gonna be necessarily like motivated to go out and and talk to people. You have to fucking do it. Fuck your feelings, you're not your feelings. Feelings feelings are temporary motivation and habit and discipline is a permanent thing for That's sure the difference right you're never gonna sometimes it, the stars align and you feel like oh i really want to do some approaching but that happens like one in a hundred sessions yeah for sure Don't fucking rely on feeling like you want to do it you know the right course of action because you've separated yourself yeah. emotionally you find out the day before you've read your plan in the morning and you fucking do it and, do and it. you just yeah you just go through it strategically there's a stoic mindset or a stoic quote that goes along the lines of this too shall pass so you know we're humans naturally we're going to be we're going to have emotional highs we're going to have emotional lows but just realize you know when you're when you're feeling really fucking good just realize and this is not a negative or pessimistic way of viewing it just realize you know that this is probably going to end and when you're re- feeling really really shit, also realize this is probably going to end as well because it's so easy to go to a place you don't know anyone you're feeling a bit shit, you're a little bit stuck in your ways, you're a little bit rusty, your conversations aren't that good, and you think, oh fuck, am I really that shit, you know? Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, Realize that this too shall pass. If you'd like a streamlined version of how to do all this stuff and us guiding you through it, where we tell you exactly in a location where to stay, where the best cafes are, where the best restaurants are, everything, blah, 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 blah. For, I think I've been to like 130 places now, countries. Info at jamestuffs.com. I can answer any questions, include your WhatsApp number. If I don't know the specific answer to where you're planning on going or where you've arrived to, I have wing groups in 50 different cities that do. Get in touch. And if you'd like to come and join us around the world, gallivant around with us eating ice creams and not pulling a muscle, also get in touch. Infojamestars.com. And we can have a chat. Either me or the Goose, me or Les, will jump on the phone with you and discuss options and help you map out success with women and dating your own hero's journey. It's been a pleasure, guys.